Welcome to this week's episode of the Integra Podcast, where we discuss everything from wisdom to wellness to woo. So, without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome to the Integra Podcast, where we talk about everything wisdom, wellness, and woo. Today, I have two special guests on, Don Hood and Jen DeVoise. Dawn is a therapist, a licensed professional counselor with a focus on helping you live a happier and more empowered daily life. With a background in marriage and family therapy, her style of therapy highlights your closest relationships and their influence on how you think, how you behave, and how relationships impact your personal goal accomplishment. She is a wellness consortium leader and a speaker for Small Changes Big Shift Foundation, sharing with others the four quadrants of whole person wellness. And then we've got Jen DuBois. She is an international certified life and empowerment coach, as well as a lifetime learner who supports and guides her clients in moving forward in their lives and in the lives they truly desire. She is passionate about empowering women to be the best version of themselves. Her clients gain clarity and confidence as she supports them in creating a vision for their lives, establishing new habits, becoming more productive, and moving beyond their fears and limiting beliefs. Welcome to both of you, Jen and Dawn. Thank you. I'm so excited to have both of you here. And the reason we have three of us on here is we want to talk about community and connection. It is such a, we're seeing it as a hot topic out there now. Uh, We have seen through the pandemic, we had a really a lack of connection. And we are now finally able to reconnect in community, not only virtually, but also in person. So I wanted to have these lovely ladies on to talk about it from their perspectives. Jen, like I said, is a life and empowerment coach, and Dawn is a marriage and family therapist. So let's just start uh, talking about connection. I know that probably in both of your practices, community and connection, it may be a big piece of what people are lacking when they come to you. Dawn, do you want to kind of start there with that? Well, I think with my background in relationships, um, that is num- that's pretty much the number one reason that a lot of people show up in my office mm. in one way or another, uh, no matter what problem that they'd walk in the door with, there's always a relationship that's involved in it. Mm-hmm. And if any changes you're trying to make, then the ripple effects affect those relationships. Right. And so always trying to keep that in mind. But I find that when people struggle or have conflict, of course, the connection changes. Mm-hmm. If you're struggling in more than one area or you're feeling isolated, that connection really shifts your mental health. The lack of connection really can increase anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. So I do find that that is a, a number one precursor for most people who walk in my office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the way that you show up in your relationship is always affected by that. 
Definitely. Jen, talk a little bit about as a life coach and an empowerment coach, how you relate with people in this way. Yeah. So I think that, I mean, as humans, we're wired for connection and belonging. And so I think um, a lot of my clients come to me from the confidence point of view and having Mm. confidence to show up as their, you know, whether they are trying to be in community with others, but also just connectedness with their family members, their spouse, you know, kind of like what Dawn was saying too. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really think, you know, connection and community are just such hot topics. And, you know, I think a lot of people think it's very, um, you know, just very simple to just belong to a community and they don't understand that there, there's so much in building people up to be able to put themselves out there. So that's something I think I really help people be able to do is just gain the confidence to put themselves out there. Right, right. You know, and I think what comes into that as I'm listening to both of you is really feeling that connection to themselves first and their true authentic self and also feeling like they're being seen by their community. Mm-hmm. So Don, can you talk a little bit about that piece? Absolutely. Um I do think a lot of individuals we we perform, we function in a lot of different relationships. But I don't think we all feel that we are being seen or that Mm -hmm. we feel that others see us as our authentic selves Mm -hmm. or that sometimes we can show up as our 100% authentic self right? in order to maintain the relationship. And and I think that's where a lot of the gap begins. I think that's where Mm -hmm. it starts. Um, We begin to perform and then we begin to follow the expectations of the relationship. Right. And sometimes as we grow and change, it no longer serves us the same way that it did at the beginning. And that's how we kind of disconnect from ourselves, but still mm-hmm. work to stay, attempt to stay connected with others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jen, uh, if you want to kind of put your point of view in there as well. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think especially during times of change and any kind of, you know, like transition that people mm-hmm. seem to be going through, like they need this connection and they need this sense of community more than ever. Kind of like what you were referencing at the beginning with the pandemic and how people are coming out of it and they're discombobulated, you know, those mm-hmm. that were very extroverted are all excited to be back out in the, in the now. And then they, we've got the poor introverts that were like, you know, loving every minute of it. But then also it was like they were kind of seeking that yes i love being alone and wow i got a lot of alone time and now they're striving to figure out how do i figure how do i find my place in out in the world you know right something like that yeah and i love that cuz it's so true because i know for me personally as an introvert i loved it and it really was an opportunity for me to connect back to my truth because, you know, we were hearing all of the stuff on both sides, you know, this real big duality. And I was able to really connect into who I truly was and, you know, hear my own voice talking to me. So did I'm sure you guys had clients during the, the, uh, the pandemic. Um, Jen, kind of, can you talk about what came up for people when you were working with them through this? Yeah. um, Yeah, it was really interesting. The clients that I had all had that common thread, you know, this, this isolation period where it was, 
it was very interesting because I had some clients that were on the extroverted side and I had some that were on the introverted side, but the the thread was the same. It was just mm. kind of like, oh my gosh, like I need to find something. I need to find something. If I have to stay home, where do I fit in at home? You know, again, like for me being an extrovert, it was kind of like climbing the walls at first. And then mm-hmm. it was like you said, it was like, oh, an opportunity to go inward. Well, that's what some of my clients were experiencing too. It was like trying to find the balance between, you know, being able to be out there and out and about, and then also being in tune with themselves and kind of Mm -hmm. figuring out what was true for them and what they really wanted. And I think for me, um, seeking out online communities, I mean, oh my gosh, like Zoom opened up a whole new world for us, right? For for our businesses, for being able to connect with clients, you know, and I think that that was um, definitely bridging the gap of what was into like what's now happening too mm-hmm. back in. Right, right. And, you know, Dawn, as a therapist, you know, I'm sure you were dealing with a lot of mental health challenges. So um, what did you see? Well, and it's interesting because, you know, you find you find the more introverted individuals who would love to be at home and, and actually enjoyed the break from the external expectations. Mm-hmm. However, many of the clients that I that I saw have families and young people mm-hmm. at home. And so now everybody's at home. Now this this introverted individual is not only attempting to work from home and learn Zoom a way to do that, but then also trying to learn how to teach their children via Zoom. <laughs> right. And help them with their schoolwork and taking care of everybody being at home all the time, mm-hmm. which means cooking, cleaning in a whole different way. So the task list became even more, even for the extroverts. So mm-hmm. I think the extroverts are looking for how can I find somebody outside to connect with to kind of escape from this? And the introverts are also looking for the same thing. How can I find something away from this so that I can escape? Mm-hmm. It, it On both sides of the spectrum, it seemed to be a lot of overload, a lot of overwhelm. Mm-hmm. And so even attempting to find connection on both sides just to alleviate or to connect with somebody else who could hear and empathize with mm-hmm. what they're feeling. And I do think there was an, a huge uptick, you know, going uh, social media to try to connect via social media with mm-hmm. others. I'm going through this. I'm going through this. And yeah, there was a lot more of that connection mm-hmm. I think that, that spiked. But I will tell you, mental health wise, it took a toll on a lot of people. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm still seeing the after effects from it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Because there was when you everybody was in the house together. Um, a, trying to find a space to get away and to have your one-on-one time with yourself or one-on-time one <laughs> time with your spouse or, you know, or wanting to hide in the closet. I know that I did some virtual therapy sessions in my closet because I couldn't get away from my family. And that's so, super creative, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you did you had you had to, get to get creative. You yeah. did. You did have to get creative. Um, but I, I am very, very grateful that, you know, I was able to do that. So um, Jen, you know, talk a little bit more about how you helped your people feel empowered during this time. Um, and I, you know, I don't know if 
I know we saw a lot of people also losing jobs. Um, And so I don't know, did you work with people during that time as they were transitioning out of jobs and... Yeah, actually, um, the overwhelm, like Dawn was mentioning, was a huge thing. The anxiety went up. I mean, all of a sudden, you're responsible for all the things. All of a sudden, you had to be available at 24-7. Mm-hmm. And because you could get on Zoom, like, that brought another level of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Now everybody's attached all the time. And there became um, right. this thing with, you know, my clients where our, we had to create some strong boundaries. You know, mm, yeah, I think that that was super helpful for people to establish, like, okay, even though I am available this and we live in this instant gratification society, being in the Mm -hmm. pandemic, I think it up leveled that like a thousand percent. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just because you are at home does not mean you're available 24 seven. Right. So really being able to identify that. But yes, I actually had um, some teachers as clients. Mm. I had some people in that kind of workforce and oh my gosh, and how their job completely um, did a 360. Right. these uh-huh. people did not know how to teach online and they did not know how to convert and they had to learn these systems. And so mm-hmm. that was really interesting to be able to work with some teachers during this time and, mm-hmm. and really help help them kind of figure out their path forward with what mm-hmm. their job now looks like, which was very different. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we, you know, we think of the medical community as the first mm-hmm. responders, but, so, but those kids, those teachers were the first responders for the kids. They were trying to keep, you know, the education going, but also, yeah, creating connection and community with the children. And uh, I'm sure it was quite different. Did you have the same kind of experience, Dawn? I absolutely did. I work with a few teachers as Mm -hmm. well during that time and currently. And it absolutely it's learning a whole new system mm-hmm. so even though you had prepared for your school year you've prepared ready to go now you're learning a whole new different system you're having to teach the children um virtually you're trying mm-hmm. to teach them how to navigate the system right. and trying to keep everybody engaged in the same social context and i i just really think that put a lot a lot of stress onto mm-hmm. the teachers for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and communicating with parents as well. I mm-hmm. mean, I feel the same, the same connection there too mm-hmm. was lost in a lot of ways. Just the overwhelm on both sides. Mm-hmm. Right. On both sides. And just having to do so much more mm-hmm. and to work so much harder. Right, right. But I think both of you said also that, you know, creating boundaries was important. And so um, finding, you know, boundaries around their time, their energy, uh, you know, physical boundaries of, you know, in the house. Um, How did you all counsel your clients on that? And um, so there's a two parter. (laughs) And then (laughs) how are you now that we are able to be one on one and be out in the world? Uh, utilizing those boundaries as well. And well, I either... think for, okay, I Go was going to say, yeah, I was going to say for me, I know um, I work a lot with my clients with time management and productivity as a whole. And that's just one of the things I absolutely love to talk about, but it's also mm-hmm. been a very common thread in what a lot of my clients come to me for and, and really kind of have challenges with. 
And I think um, during that time, it was really trying to set up some boundaries around, yes, their time for work, but also different boundaries, kind of like, again, what Dawn was saying about how now all of a sudden work is home and home is work and kids are home. And I mean, everything was all of a sudden under one roof. Mm -hmm. really being able to establish zones in your house and really being able to establish like going into your office. And then when you leave for the day, you close that door and you really, really physically like leave that space. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of that was helping them transition between their zones, if you will, but really just trying to manage, manage their time. And now that we're back in person, I think, again, it's almost been just as much of a flip-flop on the other side because now people are like okay so now I gotta do this well now people haven't factored in their commute so they're forgetting that when they worked virtually you could literally do meeting after meeting maybe Mm -hmm. give yourself a couple minutes and it's like no like how long does it take you to go to the store how long does it take you to go to work and then return home and so really getting clients to understand what their new time management looks like Mm-hmm. was pretty eye-opening for my clients. I bet. That you don't remember. Right. And, you know, and so you're in the amount of energy you're having to expend is going to look different yeah. also. So, you know, managing your energy because part of time managing is management is managing your energy. So 100%. Yeah, Don. So can you speak to that as well? Absolutely. When you're saying manage your energy, one of the things I would always say is you have to find the balance. Mm. And so I'm I'm constantly telling clients that balance is a moving target, especially during the pandemic, but even now and even before the pandemic. But right. you have to find that center and the center is constantly moving. Mm. What happens? on any given day can pull you to one side or can pull you to the other, but how do you balance it back out? Mm. So recognize, and this is, this is mindfulness. This is paying attention Mm -hmm. to what's happening to you during that day, because there's no perfect days. There's not these, I mean, you can schedule it the best that you can, but you can't expect perfection. Some days you're going to off. And it's awesome. And other days, other things get in the way. And so I just really focus with my clients on, okay, find your balance. And if you're being pulled in one direction, how do you counterbalance that? Mm, I love that. To bring it back to center. Mm -hmm. So if I had the perfect work day set up that day, but then my kid needed something or my children, my children, one of my children got sick, you know, then I'm over here and I'm not going to be able focus in the direction that I wanted to, but after everybody's settled, after all that is done, how do I pull myself back to center? Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's just a, a constant mindfulness practice of how do I, how do I rebalance myself bringing mm-hmm. myself back to center? I love that. A perfect day and you have to practice your patience. <laughs> definitely, definitely, you know, virtual and in person, you know, you really do. So let's kind of talk about we are so we're out of that, um, really that kind of isolation part, and we mm-hmm. are coming back out, um, and we are dealing still. I know, like you said, with some of the fallout, for lack of a better word, of this, and so people are ha- are wanting to become more connected in person. How do you guys counsel your clients to uh, start that? I mean, you basically were in hermit mode for a while. How do you help people kind of bring themselves back out of the cave 
Dawn, would you like to speak to that? Yeah, I want to touch back on what Jen was speaking about with boundaries, because mm. I do the boundaries during the pandemic, you still have to have them post pandemic, right? Um, healthy boundaries, make good friends, make good neighbors, make good community. Um, but I think the biggest thing is with boundaries, it's managing expectations, mm, mm-hmm. the expectations of others, as well as your own internal expectations. Right. And there's a lot of people who have come out of the pandemic with the same expectations as they went mm-hmm. in, that the world's going to be the same. And then there's others who walk out of there going, wow, that just changed my whole perspective. And my expectations are completely different. Mm-hmm. And so being able to communicate that to somebody else that, hey, that's boundaries, that's boundary. Mm-hmm. And, and it's managing those expectations, I think, and being able to say no, in a kind way, or to postpone mm-hmm. something if you have to rebalance yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah, because we did some of us, I know, use that really as a growth time. So you're coming out as a different person, and Absolutely. somebody else might still be kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, probably finding your way back to each other to see if the relationship still is working um, mm-hmm. is a piece. And then also, you know, and creating those boundaries, whether it be, you know, a shift in the relationship or finding a new community as yes. well. Yes. And sometimes it's finding a new community mm-hmm. and sometimes it's having that sometimes hard conversation with somebody if you want to preserve the relationship. Right, right. Yeah. And this is the way I can show up for you. Um, exactly. uh, you know, I, yeah, exactly. So Jen, kind of, can you speak to that as well? Yeah. You know, I'm so glad Don brought up expectations because that is a mm-hmm. hot topic I do with all my clients because boy, do we have expectations all over the place and not just of other people, but just like she said, like of themselves. And so mm-hmm. getting back out into what people thought was the the old normal and it's like that'll never be so it's it's kind of embracing this new normal in a different way but being able to identify like mm-hmm. hey what are the expectations I'm really having as I get out and get into community what mm-hmm. are the expectations I'm having of myself in trying to connect with people on a different level and so really getting people to identify you know what's going on with themselves I think is mm-hmm. um always like the go home to kind of thing. That's the, that's the anchoring point to all things is what can you do? How can you show up to the best of your ability instead of expecting others to cater to you? It's like, okay, how can you show up as your best self? How can you get out there and get your needs met without the blaming and the, you know, of all the other people. So it's Mm -hmm. really, you know, getting out back out there and in kind of a more empowered state of bringing it back to yourself. Yeah, yeah, because we have to remember we're coming from all different perspectives. We mm-hmm. all had different experiences in the cave. Right. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we all have to come back out, you know, and a lot of people. So I want to talk about this piece because this was a big one. You know, we had the we were all at home where we people were frustrated and they became keyboard warriors and yes. communication changed. And I think that, you know, when we're coming back out, it's, we're not the faceless, uh, we're not that faceless keyboard warrior anymore, or the faceless um, opinion, we are now coming out and having to come back out and see people face to face. And 
are you working with people on those communication skills, like new communication skills? Dealing with, dealing with um, feelings. I mean, mm-hmm. right. Because now I can see you in person and I can see you having a reaction. How do mm-hmm. I make And I, I really think number one, it's mindfulness. And number mm-hmm. two, um, pay attention to who's around you, but the openness to say, you know, this may not be the same mm-hmm. and then get curious. Mm-hmm. So I think getting back together, I think we have to get curious again and begin a new relationship with somebody, even if we've known for years and years. Mm-hmm. If I get curious, then I get playful. I'm asking questions. I'm intrigued. Who doesn't, yes. love, who doesn't love right. that? <laughs> yeah, it's so true because people don't know what, you know, they don't know what your life was like. You know, you mm-hmm. may be talking, you may be having cocktails on you know on a virtual cocktail hour but they don't know what's going on the other 23 hours of your day or in between all of that time so yeah getting curious I love that Jen can you talk a little more about your uh tips on that yeah like uh with the the communication piece of it like I think that that is um is crucial you know I mean even social media just kind of like you said people are hiding behind the keyboard people are hiding behind social media as well Mm -hmm. you know I always talk about this with my clients when you know they start to feel like oh well so-and-so has this or so it's like you've got to see the bigger picture and be able Mm -hmm. to communicate those things really clearly and coming back out of this I think seeing things um, on a deeper level Mm -hmm. uh, than just than just what you're seeing on the surface you know I think that's really important and just to be able to yeah, see their feelings, communicate with your feelings, have open communication with people so people can actually be heard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that that's a, that, that's a biggie. Like we, our listening skills are not what they should be. No, before the pandemic and, right. and you know, beyond. Like we could learn something. It's like, oh my gosh, what would it be like to actively listen to somebody and to really hear what they're right. saying? Right, exactly. No, I love all of this because this is so important because we need to learn to connect mm-hmm. again. And uh, utilizing these things is so important. And really, I think also I would add to it showing up as our authentic self and going, look, 100%. This really kicked my, you know what? (laughs) And, um, you know, I'm still digging myself out. So, you know, please, you know, have grace. And, but, you know, and, but call people out on their, you know, their things from a loving heart space, of course. Yes. <laughs> we do, yes. like you said, have feelings. <laughs> so, um, but if we all only came from our heart a little bit more, like, what would definitely, the world be like? Yeah, it would be beautiful. It would be beautiful. So I love this. This is so good because this is really helpful. So I just wanted to go, I'm just going to reiterate these things before we start talking about the Wellness Consortium. So as you're coming out and becoming, uh, looking for your community or forging your relationships in a different way in, in, you know, in person, and maybe, maybe still virtual, you know, really, we can use these both places, you know, really that mindfulness, that, op- uh, the openness, getting curious, really reintroducing ourselves to each other, um, 
communication, looking at the bigger picture, you know, and seeing each other on a deeper level, you know, and allowing each other to be heard, you know, for me, when I'm working with people, conscious communication, Mm -hmm. really sitting there and breathing instead of, you know, it is that active listening where you're not looking to just respond to them or react to them. You are really listening. And I love the asking questions part. It's so true because then people feel, again, we already had an issue with Uh, feeling like we're not being seen, not being heard, not being recognized for our true authentic selves. So utilizing these skills that you guys have talked about uh, can be so helpful um, so that we can move towards a new way of community and connection. So yeah. Any last thoughts on that before we talk about the wellness consortium? I think you nailed it. Okay. <laughs> you do. And awesome. you did a great job of recapping that. That was Thank fantastic. you. I pulled it all together in a nice tiny bowl. <laughs> you did. It was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So you all are practitioners, um, healers, and you work with people, but you also are leaders in a group called the Wellness Consortium. And just real quickly, it, it is a place a community of connections for wellness practitioners in the Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas area. So Don, I'm going to let you speak on that. Oh, sure. Uh, definitely. We, we, are, we all come together as wellness providers and vendors in different ways mm-hmm. uh, in the Kansas City area, both on the Missouri and the Kansas side. Um, the whole point is that we're passionate about whole person health. Mm. So everybody is involved in one way or another within the wellness community, and we're trying to grow individual businesses, as well as a heart for making a difference in people's lives. Um, Dr. Michelle Robin created this uh, consortium Mm -hmm. with the idea that she really wanted to serve the population of women between the ages of five and 35, and just to really offer support, offer connections, offer the ability to have a provider list, knowing that these individuals all work together with the same mindset of whole person health. Mm -hmm. And now we will have a referral source. We have a referral base for our clients. Anybody in the consortium has a referral base if Mm -hmm. their clients needs another service. Right. Um, Let's we uh, we have we participate in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Michelle Robin has also your wellness connection in Shawnee, but then we also have the different locations for this networking group and a mm-hmm. community group um, all over the Kansas City metro area. I think we're up to seven. Uh, Jen, you might have to correct me, but we also have a virtual. We have seven in person, but then we also have um, a virtual meeting that is also mm-hmm. available if you're not able to attend. And anybody who's a member can attend every one of the groups if they wanted to. Oh. So it gives you the ability to travel in different areas of Kansas City and to mingle with different groups of the consortium. So Jen, I'm going to ask you maybe to go ahead and add anything else to that. Yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah, so the Wellness Consortium and Don and I have such a great time leading. We're, we're the co-champion leaders in Lee Summit, in the Lee Summit area. 
Um, and it's, we meet on the fourth Wednesday every month at 9 a.m. And it's just, it's such a powerful group. And, you know, like we've shared many times before, it's really about like-minded people that are really wanting to help you. Like everybody wants to support you. Everybody wants to know what you do. And it's just a very supportive community. Um, And I mean, we do have, we have uh, the four consortium commitments that I thought I'd share with you guys too. This is kind of what really activates people's membership. And it really activates like what you were talking about, connection in the community. Mm-hmm. And the four are to show up. So we have people just, you know, we congratulate them just for showing up and saying yes to being there, mm-hmm. being in community. And the second one is to be a go-giver. So really getting out into the community and and really kind of being in that um, service-hearted mindset, mm-hmm. if you will. You know, like we are really doing for others. And, you know, um, and then the third one is celebrating each other. We encourage people to get on each other's social media. If they've referred somebody, that's awesome. And they can get on there and maybe share what their experience was. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a BNI group. So we don't make people refer people. And so it's very organic and very authentic connections. Love um, that. Love that. Yeah. And then the last one is just making time to meet up. So we encourage like one-on-ones and um, that allows people to go deeper. It's not a time to sell services, of course. It's really a time to go deeper Mm -hmm. and get to know people on a deeper level, or maybe you're meeting them for the first time, but it's really uh, an opportunity to connect um, with somebody you may not have connected with before. So yes, we we are huge believers in the Wellness Consortium. And I know that She's looking to develop other locations, even outside the Kansas City area. So I really see this as becoming something much larger than Kansas City Metro. Yeah, and I I love that. And, you know, there are listeners from around the world. And so, you know, them being able to maybe, you know, connect with Dr. Michelle Robin to talk about how can we start this in our area? Because, you know... We need that. We need more uh, collaboration where, you know, because we're people, if we talk about energy, you know, it's about resonating with your, your clients or, you know, the resonating with your practitioner, if you are the client. And so having this list really allows you to go, Hey, go check this person out. They offer a 15 minute free call if you know to see if you guys have a good rapport together you know so I love that so being able to do that is you said said something important with the collaboration because it Mm -hmm. really is all about that collaboration versus competition and I think once people also that's another like huge thing I see for community like true community is Mm -hmm. when you come together in collaboration right there's more than enough people out there for all of us Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. There's enough business for everybody. Yes. There is, you there's know, and, yeah. And I mean, even in my own journey, I mean, I have a toolkit and it's mm-hmm. a toolkit of not only yes. skills that I use for myself, but people, you yes. know, I may need, you know, EFT one day, and then I might need a therapist the next day, you know, or mm-hmm. over the course of a month or an energy healing So having that, being able to have that toolbox of people is important because then you know who you can go to when you are in that moment of stress or 
overwhelm that you know can help support you. And we have such a wide variety of practitioners from mm-hmm. all different, all different works, all mm-hmm. different healing practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I just think it's such a beautiful collaboration. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy when you get yes. together with these individuals. It's so mm-hmm. easy to talk. It's so easy to interact. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't find yourself having to necessarily go back and explain your mm-hmm. services because so many have already that whole person health mindset mm-hmm. and they already have an idea of maybe what you do and but they get curious and they want to know more right. and so it's such a it's such an encouraging environment mm-hmm. I agree I love that yeah and it's nice so how did you all do the pandemic did you guys have virtual meetings did everybody do virtual meetings within the the groups. Oh, I love that. I love that's that. actually when I first joined was when it yeah. was virtual. So that was my first experience with it. And oh, like, this is great. And then when we got to meet in person, I was like, oh my gosh, this is even better. So uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I love that. And I love that they have still have an option that you still have an option for people for virtual because some days to be honest, we don't feel like going out. We want yeah. to, you know, be at home in our pajamas and if you can connect over, you know, and still get that connection with others and, you know, get to hear from the speaker or um, someone you might still get, you couldn't get that spark that you were looking for. So, yes. And I just attended my first virtual um, meeting last month. I was, because I typically have a client at that time and that time is now opened up. So I jumped on there, brand new set of people. And it was a wonderful experience. And so, um, yeah, I mean, you just get something totally different from a virtual experience, but it's nice that it's an, an additional option. Yeah, yeah. And so anybody, I, anybody interested in, in trying out the Wellness Consortium, you always get your first meeting for free. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you could try out a virtual or any one of the locations mm-hmm. and it would be easy to just kind of see if that's the right connection for you, if it's mm-hmm. the right you but without any commitment right and I love that I love that you could and you can try out different groups because the energy of the group is going to be different each group is going to have a different energy so um, allowing yourself uh, to do that as well is helpful so tell me how can people find out first of all we're going to start with the, the consortium since we're talking about that um I am going to ask you guys for your socials afterwards but um so if someone wants to uh, learn more about the Wellness Consortium, how do they do that? Where can they find out more information? Well, you, Jen, did you want to go? No, ahead? go ahead. Go ahead. John. <laughs> there's, like, a oh. of, there's a couple of ways, and Jen might have the the quicker route than myself. But you can always go to yourwellnessconnection.com. And over on the tab bar on, or the menu bar on the side at the very bottom, it, it has the wellness consortium information. Wonderful. Uh, that's one of the easiest ways to do it. Jen, do you have another suggestion? Um, it's actually, I think, smallchangesbigshifts.com. And then, and then you go to the uh, right-hand column and just pull down the wellness consortium, and then you'll be able to pull up all the events. On that page also is the public facing directory. So you can see who's already a part of, of this incredible um, mm-hmm. organization. So great. And is that it's small changes, big shifts with an S at the end? 
with an S at the end. Yes. Okay. Dot com. com. Okay, great. And I will, this will all be in the podcast notes. So oh, um, people will be able to go to get that website link uh, there as well. Jen, can you give us your socials, please? Uh, sure. What would you like to know? The Facebook? Facebook, Instagram, and your website. Okay. So my website is uh, jendubois.com. It's just my name. Um, and then Facebook. I have a private Facebook group I would love for you to join. And that's uh, Journey to Your Best Life on Facebook. Okay. Journey to Your Best Life. Yes. And it is Jen Bois, which is J-E-N-D-U-B-O-I-S dot com. And it'll be in the it will be in the show notes as well. So don't worry if uh, you didn't get that <laughs> from <laughs> what I just put out there. Yeah. And Don, if you'll go ahead with yours. Yes, super easy. Mine is my my website is dhoodtherapy.com. And you can find all my information. You can schedule an appointment. You can reach out to me um, through that website. I also am on Facebook as well, Don Hood. Um, I believe it's MSLPC. Awesome. I'm also on LinkedIn as well. LinkedIn, great. So thank you all both for being here, really talking about community and connection and the importance importance of it and new ways for us to connect uh, beyond uh, all that has been going on. I really appreciate your time and sharing about both of your ways of uh, working with your clients, but also through the Wellness Consortium. Thank you, Heather. I appreciate being here. Thank you. Yes, so much. Me too. Thank you so much, Heather. This was, this was wonderful. Great topic. Thank you. Thank you. So you've been listening to the Integra podcast where we talk about everything wellness, wisdom, and woo. Don't forget to like and subscribe and check out the next one. Today's podcast is brought to you by Integra Holistic Wellness, home of the Integra Wellness Method. At Integra Holistic Wellness, we recognize that you are made up of four integral parts, body, mind, spirit, and soul purpose. When you work with an Integra Holistic Wellness mentor, you'll be guided how to integrate these four parts of your being through nutrition and movement, mindfulness and emotional release, connection to others and your higher self and your soul's true purpose. To find out more and connect with Heather, contact her at support at integraholisticwellness.com. That's support at integraholisticwellness.com. You can also catch her on Instagram and Facebook at Integra Holistic Wellness. That's I-N-T-E-G-R-A Holistic Wellness.